Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking to pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and I'm joined by the man in the llama, bad uh, bad sweater, ugly sweater. So what do you call those things? It's a... Oh, it's an uh, alpaca sweater, mate. Ugly a, sweater. An ugly alpaca ugly sweater. sweater. It's nice, mate. I love it. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. How are you going? Good, mate. Good. Actually, the kids at school, I've got, I've, uh, just so listeners, obviously, they can't see what I'm wearing. Yes. It is a, a llama-encrusted, ugly sweater, knit knit sweater. Nice. Pretty sure a genuine alpaca, given, given the price I paid for it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, genuine. It wasn't one of those one of those 10% sized alpacas that we were talking about. <laughs> you know, the, what, what were they again? The, the oh, blue, the Vicunias. Vicunias, yeah. Vicunias, no. Wasn't a Vicunia one? No, the, in, in, over in, in Peru in the markets, they have a saying, obviously, that baby alpaca is yes. the alpaca that, that you, you want. Right. Because the first time they're shaved, it's not a baby as in it's off a baby. Right. But they first shaved down. And he's called baby alpaca wool. Right. And it's a fine sort of wool. So often, you know, the, the, the big big catch cries, oh, it's baby alpaca. Right. But in the markets, their English isn't so good. So that often it's maybe alpaca. Ma- this is maybe ma- alpaca. Maybe You're alpaca. like, baby alpaca. And like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Ma- it's, it's baby alpaca. Maybe ma- alpaca. Maybe alpaca. Maybe merino. Yes. Maybe. maybe uh, nylon. Maybe, maybe Doris's hair from down the road. <laughs> Pretty sure it's nylon. Nylon. So don't Fantastic. get me near any uh, open flames. <laughs> Because I'm going... How flame retardant are alpacas? I don't know. I've never put one near a flame. No, to test. no, no. no. Does, it, does it say on the tag on the back of your thing? You know, oh, it, no, there's no tag. No tag. What do you think this is? <laughs> you think I bought this in some high class shop? This is actually the girls, are, they're at a market. It's the first time they've seen a sort of bargaining and oh, bartering yes. sort of thing. And and uh, and they were telling all their kids at school that, you know, dad had bought this jumper at the market and he was bargaining and arguing with them over the price, you know, which is probably unfortunately about 10 cents Australian. Yes. Yeah, which is probably yeah. not ideal, but that's what you got to do. That, You're over it's, there. It's a cold cultural thing yeah. isn't it you know, I remember doing the same thing when we were in Africa that yeah. we were over there we were um, trying to buy all these um, all these paintings yes. and um, the so it's sitting there haggle 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 and the guy walks away and then I he comes back and then I walk away and then, <laughs> it's then a good then game I walk and it's back, fun yeah. and then and then we decide on the price and then I go I don't have any money here with me because I'm not walking around <laughs> Stone Town in Tanzania with all my cash. Yeah, no. Uh, I said, I've got to go back to the room and get the money. She's gone, whoa, after all that. I said, no, how about this? I'll leave my girlfriend here as uh, as a deposit. <laughs> what? You know? And he said, I'll be back in five minutes. It's just around the corner. I'll go around, I get my money, and I'll come back again. <laughs> so, well, it was a bit like when I was in the Egyptian souks, mate, the, uh, you know, in one of the markets in Egypt. Yeah. And, uh, and I got offered uh, two camels and a Mercedes for Deb. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, uh, yep. Sold. 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 How, hang on. How, how old's the Mercedes? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, how old are the camels? Yeah. <laughs> One hump or two humps? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. mate, speaking of what we're wearing, I love that you've come You've come straight from the Avengers Endgame, mate, in your cosplay. Oh, absolutely, mate. I'm yes, yeah, just yeah. Just not sure who. Are you Are you, you Mrs. Marvel? Are you Thor? Uh, are you Spider-Woman? Well, who, who are you dressed as? Well, I'll be honest, I am a little bit Thor because I had to sit down for three hours for the movie. So, um... And I saw it, so I, I wanted to see it at IMAX, right? Because right? I saw the um, the Avengers Infinity War at IMAX with Willow, friend of the show. Yeah. Um, but uh, the only, so I wanted to try and see it as soon as, uh, as soon as after it came out as I could. Yes. And the closest I could get was Monday, right? Wow. So I went and saw it Monday. Yeah. But being father of the year and a boss and all that sort of stuff, I can't. You know, go and see the six o'clock show. So I had to go and see the nine thirty show at at no, nine thirty at night, Ooh. right? So I didn't have anything to drink after about three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. Couple, thought, couple of sort of feds, yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah, dose, just to try and keep myself, yeah, keep myself awake. You know, Cokes, I, 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 I couldn't go. No, I couldn't go the coke because then I'd go straight through me. It's a diuretic course. for me, you know. Yeah. So, so I had to just not drink until. So I had some <laughs> had some water there that I knew I had my watch set. So once it got to to eleven o'clock, <laughs> I go okay, right, I can start drinking now because it's not going to get through me quick enough that I'm going to have to leave close towards you know the end part of end game. Yeah. 
Well, apparently, mate, uh, reviews, uh, later, the early reviews uh, make a grown man cry. Oh, uh, mate, I, 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 I cried just about at the, uh, at the first one. Even so, though you're yeah. so dehydrated. Oh, no. Well, well I was I crying thought, dust. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was like, like tears the, of dust. Tears of dust. It's like those um, the electrolyte powders that, that, that you make, you know. Yes. So rather than getting the Gatorade where there's a, you're already paying for the water, yep. you just buy the powder ones. It's like that, you know. Yeah, it just came, sucks the water. It came, came out as watermelon flavoured. It was fantastic, you know. <laughs> A little, little bit porphyria, just a little bit, little, little, little bit red. red Fantastic. Stone. So yeah. is that 3D? You saw it? Is that yeah, yeah, three, it, 3D. Oh, yeah, nice, fi- mate. Filmed on iPad, IMAX um, uh, cameras, just for the the glory. I couldn't go and see the. Um, they they had one showing that was uh, they showed Infinity War and then went straight into Endgame. Oh. But that was on a Wednesday, and Wednesday is my long day at work, so I couldn't you know ring up and go, oh yeah, hang on, tell the boss I'm sick, you know, because I'm because yeah, I am the boss. And because it started at like seven thirty in the morning, oh. so you get there at seven thirty, watch that, and then go straight through into into Endgame. I couldn't get a ticket for that one. Gee whiz, I, I mean, I couldn't get out of work, so you know, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a big year for you, mate. It's 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 the end of the twenty two years of the Avengers. It's uh, no, it's that's only ten years. Oh, isn't ten, no, isn't it 22, tw- tw- 20, 22 movies? Twenty two movies. Sorry, yes, mate. Sorry, yeah. the f- real aficionado I've got <laughs> here. Mate, yeah, don't, in the don't, Mrs. Marvel outfit there, mate. Don't don't go don't go trying to uh, you know dish me out in, in my wheelhouse, man. It's you know? it's, uh, it's uh, Star Wars. Is it the forty two years of Star Wars has come back now? It's it's, the, it's this is the forty second year where it yeah. where it eventually sort of ends. I think of Star Wars. Well, the end of the saga. The end of yeah, the, the Skywalker think, saga. Oh, yeah, I think it is later and, on this year, and it's the end of Game of Thrones, mate. Yes. What a big year for you. Well, well, Game of Thrones, I've been waiting until it finishes, and then I'm going to jump back in. So, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So oh, so I, you haven't watched any of it? I, well, I've watched the first two series of it years ago, yes. but then I read the books and read all of the books, but then he hasn't put out the last book yet, so I haven't read any more of right. that. Um, I'm just waiting until this is finished, but I'm slowly, because I'm old school, I like going to JB Hi-Fi and buying the DVDs, <laughs> so I go in there, you know, you know take yeah, it Here out. he comes again. Here he comes Poor again. old fella. Oh, no, this is great. That gives these kids a job, you know. <laughs> All these kids that watched Empire Records and thought, wow, hang on, this is great. I can earn a living like this. No, you can't. Everyone's downloading everything these days. Oh, so, yeah. so no, so I still go in there and buy streaming. my DVDs. Streaming, streaming that's right. Not yeah. downloading, streaming. Oh, streaming. streaming yeah, you yeah. don't even have to download it. You no, just stream it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, these ones, because they're still all owned by HBO, uh, which is then in Australia owned by Foxtel, it's the only reason why people have got Foxtel these days is so they can watch yes, Game of Thrones. Yes, and watch the footy. Well, get, you can get that on KO now. Yeah, so. I tried that on KO. It wouldn't work on the laptop. Oh, wouldn't it? Worked on the iPad, but not on the laptop. Anyway, oh, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's got a virus. We're, we're boring people. <laughs> All right, now, oh, just a little bit more on my trip, mate, yes. while I was away. Buenos Aires, dog walkers walk 20 dogs at a time. Insane. 20 or 30 dogs. It was, yeah. it was huge. And how do they all get along? They all get along okay? Well, they seem to be going okay. There yeah. were a few, in the few dog walks I saw, a couple of dogs wearing muzzles, ah, which is okay. interesting. So, obviously, they appreciate, yeah, maybe they're not going to get along or they yes. start fights or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but you know, from a behaviour perspective, I didn't get a chance to see them walking to see were all the dogs happy. Do you think they did actually walk or did they just stand there with 20 dogs and then just walk back inside again? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe they just stood there and other people just came and handed them their dogs. Take photos and they charge for the photos and, and, then, then, they, they, and then they take, take them back home away. again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Just, just a glorified fire hydrant, you know. The guy's, you know, his legs just smell of wee oh. just from the dogs. That'd be, that'd be a top job, wouldn't so it? So there you go, mate. That wouldn't work in Stonington, though. Where was it? They had to walk three dogs at three, a time? Three dogs at a time yeah. in Stonington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not Buenos Aires. No, no, no. It's a nanny state. <laughs> Nanny State, Stonington. You know? Ooh, oh, phew. I thought you were talking Buenos Aires. Yeah. <laughs> had some issues. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some recent history. Re- we recent won't history. No, no, Terrible. no, no. No, 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 no. Anyway, um, mate, what do you um, got? So, <laughs> I was coming home late from work the other day and um, driving down my road and I saw this black and white cat run across the street and um, j- just outside of my house. I got bloody Melvin, you know, he's mm. run across, um, you know, because he's, he's starting to starting to think, oh, hang on, I can actually run across the road. Right. Go, Mate, I'm going to come home, you're going to be a black and white pancake one day because mm. you ain't got enough brains to make it across. And so I've come through, it's like a, a half past eight at night. It's because he's looking for that food, mate. Yeah, because I've been putting Is all the food around. He, yeah. He's he's got, maybe, maybe there's food over there <laughs> yeah, too. Over across the road. Yeah, I'm going to go and check it out. Yeah, yeah, and Parker's like, well, I'm climbing a tree now, even though I've got arthritis, because yeah, there might be some food up there. some food up there because Melvin's eating it all, you know. So I've got to be exercising more because Dad's chasing me around with a feather duster trying to get me get me exercising. Because Lewis said that I wasn't going to be exercising. He wanted to prove him wrong in that future episode. With the pedometer on my foot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the with, my, with my Garmin. Yeah, Garmin. Yeah, yeah. Around yeah, my neck. Attached the Garmin on there. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so, so I've driven home, right, and so I've pulled up on the side of the road because he's sitting under a car um, on the side of the road. I go, Melvin, come on, pussycat. And so I see, you know, see Melvin under the car there. So I go, come on, mate, out you come. And then he's run away from me and run up the other side <laughs> of the road. I go, oh, bloody oh, no. hell. So I've gone up under another car. So I've gone, so I'm climbing under this car of these new units that have been built across the road from me. So I'm climbing under this car trying to get this black and white cat. Then the black and white cat runs over and runs to the front door. And then I get a better look at it and I go, that's not my black and white cat. <laughs> that's not Melvin. Oh, no. That's another black and white cat. Oh. So I'm trying to ring up the, so this is like, you know, Christina's trying to get the kids into bed. So I'm trying to ring her up on her mobile, trying to um, say, um, is Melvin, Melvin inside? inside? She didn't answer. So I've gone, so I've, so I've run down to the house and I look there and there in the front door is, is Melvin sitting there with his little ears. I'm going, oh, daddy, you've been calling me? He's like, What's, right. daddy, what's daddy doing crawling on the cars? So, so yeah, it was, oh. lu- it was lucky the cat was a little bit scared of me. I was been walking in with this different black and white cat <laughs> going, here's Melvin. What? There's Mel- what, oh. what? What's going on? Yeah, if I touch the two of them together, see whether or not space-time continuum just sort of goes, if it's like some sort of a space-time travel cat. But yeah, no, sliding doors. T- t- turns out that the people across the road have got a black and white cat as well. So, oh, mate. Oh, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. So chasing the wrong cat, mate. Oh, that's you know? a classic. Oops. Yeah, that's a good one. I wonder if the neighbours saw you crawling under the cars. <laughs> That wouldn't have gone so well, well. I've had to do that along there before because, like, it was one day that we heard a um heard a like I had to one of our people across across the road their dog got out got hit by a car and it got under the um it crawled under a car yeah. and so yeah being the being the local street vet yeah um they had, they had to get me to try and get it out from under the under the car so so it's not the first time I've gone scurrying for animals under a car so it's a it's a reasonably known thing on my street right but, um, but not walking around with someone else's cat you know it's like you know, some sort of weird weird initiation thing that you got to get your cat stolen by the local vet you know <laughs> well it's probably probably the first time you've done it though when your Iron Man Iron Man outfit just after you came back from Endgame, was it? Well, I think that was the reason why uh, why the cat was a bit scared. Yeah. Because they thought, well, hang on, who's this guy in a, in a cosplay suit? So, yeah, it was, yeah, it was the blue beating heart that was scaring away, was it? That's the, right, the, yeah, the, 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 the little light, light thing there. Well, I couldn't see that because I was on my chest trying to climb under the car. So, oh, right. Yeah, so yeah, so, but so was, you think I don't know those shows, mate? The, yeah, but that's the only thing. You've gone you've gone and looked up a picture of him before <laughs> we've done the podcast. So no. you can try, try and be, be uh, relevant. So no, you can try and bring some no. pop culture. I'm listing them, mate, for you. M- Mrs. Marvel. Miss Marvel. Ms. Ma- well, okay. Ms. Ma- Ms. Marvel. Well, she might actually, be married now. And even then, it's Captain Marvel. It's not Ms. Marvel. In the end game, there's yeah. a bit of a marriage. If it's, it's, it's Captain Marvel. It's not Ms. Marvel. It was Miss Marvel in the in the comics, but it's Captain Marvel. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, yes. Well, interesting. Hashtag yeah. her too. Did you, you know? watch the after the credits? Because the end of the end game, after the end game's ended, there's a little marriage ceremony. Oh, is there really? Yeah, you yeah, missed yeah. it. Did maybe you watch I, maybe I missed that part. Yeah, you might have. Um, Go back and watch it again. One thing I did want to talk to you about, so now that you brought it into evidence... Right, um, is in um, in Captain Marvel. She's got a cat, right? right. A, a ginger cat called Goose. Yeah. Right. Um. You know, named after um. Or they they reckon named after Goose from Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. Right. right? But I was say Top Gun. but spoiler alert, he's not actually a cat. He's a flurkin. Right. Right. So so he okay. Mi- so he might look like a cat, but all the scrolls that are the the, the shape shifting alien guys, right? They all see this this cat and go, "Don't point that thing at me. It's a flurkin." And Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury goes, oh, "What the hell's a flurkin?" But then it's at one stage, the cat's mouth opens up, and then all these tentacles come out and then grab all these guys <sighs> and then and then eat them all. You know, great. So, so that's no, a flurkin. So welcome to Two Vets Talk Marvel. Yeah, the great, the greatest flurkins, gr- greatest ginger cat in cinematic. History. I'm sure if uh, you know if, if Don Donna's listening, she might be thinking that her little ginger cat Bluey could be a uh, a flurkin in disguise as well. Right. You know, I, I, she often uh, links us on on Instagram with uh, all the the trouble that her little red cat Bluey gets up to. Uh, but okay. it could be because he's a flurkin Donna. You never right. know. Right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So Alrighty, speaking guys. of flurkins, yes. How about Zilkane? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's if, not if, even if, related. If, if, you, if you've got a cat that's a little bit uh, a, a little bit of an alien and has a, a demon inside it that likes to have tentacles come out and grab, uh, you know, uh, tesseracts and, and other alien creatures and eat them, um, maybe some Zilkeen could help it relax. Well, it might help me too because my mind is buzzing <laughs> with all these words you bring up, mate. I've got no idea what you're talking about. Here I am just dropping a few hints about names and some co- costumes and stuff and you just go on, just, 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 just drop my big, yeah. you know, my big Marvel, you know, just yeah, there, knowledge there straight down on the desk. There it is right there. there right. Big thanks to Zilkeen. Zilkeen, thank Our you. supporter. The, the, flir- the Flurkins, thank you as well. Yeah. And also Prime 100, a single protein diet for dogs and cats. And flurkins. 
Right. <laughs> that, thank you. Thank you very much for your support. And also our Patreon supporters. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, get on to Patreon uh, for, for two bucks a month. We've got quite a bit of extra content on there now. Yes. That you can check out for barely anything. That's right. Well worth your $2 of getting in there and listening to that. And you get yourself a sticker. Yes. So and, why not sign up? And you're supporting us too. You keep the lights on. Keep the batteries in the in the Zoom Zoom recorder that we've yes. got here. Keep uh, Robbie's car full of petrol. All those things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, alrighty. And, and our and our cats full of um, Zilkeen, you know, yeah, and, and Prime One Hundred. <laughs> yes, because yes. they love it. And the wrong cat in the street full of Zilkeen. Wrong cat in the street. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> go and knock on the door and say, maybe try and give your cat some of this. So that, cause it's, it's not a little bit freaked of the out. Vet. Doesn't yeah, like yeah, the vet in yeah. the Iron Man outfit. Yeah, that's right. They're trying to crawl under your car to try and get it. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> "Here, flurkin, flurkin. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a good little flurkin? <laughs> Oh, mate. <laughs> um, Alrighty. Now, I've got an article from the AVJ yes. this week. A little interesting little article. Yeah. Uh, the A leopard may not change its spots, but new research shows that horses could benefit from adding stripes. Horses could. Horses with stripes. Any right. thoughts? Zebras. Oh, mate. You're Zebras. on top of it. You're yes. on top of it. It's long been believed by scientists that biting flies were an evolutionary driver for zebra stripes. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. No. Long been believed by scientists. We're scientists. We are, yes. We're long in the tooth. Yeah. But we never. I didn't know that. Is that, is that because um, uh, biting flies you know, could never uh, eat things with barcodes on them? Like they just couldn't read barcodes. Oh, maybe. So if it was a QR zebra, it'd be okay. It'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's why those ones, you know, Darwinian-wise, evolutionary-wise, didn't, didn't make didn't it. Didn't adapt. Because because all the biting flies were, were drawn, were, were sucked in towards it. Yeah, because they, yeah, they died of dengue fever or something. Yes, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, uh, Flurkin fever. Flurkin fever. Yeah, something, something they get over there. Yellow <laughs> fever. A recent study published in PLOS One has put this theory to test by examining the behaviour of horse flies around zebras and uniformly coloured domestic horses on a farm in the UK. Right. Uniformly coloured. How do you colour a horse uniformly? Uh, khaki. Ka- oh, like a brown horse. Brown horse. Bay. 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 Don't they say nay? Bay. And they eat hay. Oh, maybe. Bay. What about the Appaloosas? Obviously, didn't use an Appaloosa. No, no. Because they are not uniformly coloured. They are not. No, no. no. But there's only a limited colour. They wouldn't have had a pink horse, would they? A unicorn? Well, they could have. They could have painted one. Yeah, maybe. Don't mention that. Might look into that. Yeah, look into that. Yeah, Yeah, what colours? What colours do they use? Researchers found that although the zebra stripes did not deter the flies from circling around the animal. Right. They did disorientate the insects, making it difficult for them to decelerate and land. Oh, wow. I'm coming in. Met, mess, um, mess with their landing gear. Yeah, right. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't deal with it. That's they interesting. couldn't decelerate. Yeah. That is interesting. Flies landed on the zebras an average of one quarter of the rate they landed on the horses. Right. Researchers say that the findings suggest that zebra-striped coats may be a simple way to protect domestic horses from biting flies. So right. put a coat on the zebra stripe, black and white coat. So then you just got to, yeah. Well, and then mind the flies you, won't land. Why if you put the coat on, then the flies probably can't get through anyway. Yes, that's there's a point the, too. That. But yeah. if it was a really thin coat. A really thin coat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a silk coat maybe. Or, or you just paint them, paint them, paint yes. them white. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. Yeah, but it, they probably can't bite through the paint either. So you just paint the whole horse. Uh, but then it's going to be uniform colour. Yeah, but it can't bite. It can land, but it can't bite because it and can't th- penetrate the paint. Oh, maybe. What, what if it? What if it's got a a, a paint penetrating proboscis? <laughs> what if the paint was cracked? Oh and no! And the penetrating proboscis could get through the cracks. But then it'd be okay because then the crack is still going to make it look like a zebra, and so it's going to mess with their landing. Well, that's gear. right. Yeah, if it was a white paint and it was black, black horse. <laughs> I was going to say cow, <laughs> sheep, horse. Um, I was trying to work out the animal. Well, that's in the next thing. I wonder whether or not they find the same thing with um with black and white cows compared to. Uniformly coloured cows. Yes, that you know? that is some further research for yes. you, Robbie. Yeah, yes. yeah. I wonder whether maybe they could just grease the the horses up too. Like they could just put some stuff on there, and so grease. then they 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 slip off. <laughs> Oil the horse. Oil the horse up. What sort of grease are we talking? I, I'm not, I'm, maybe that's another uh, another study that another could be study. done. You, which you, grease is best? Which grease is best? Flies off. Yeah, yeah. Do you go something uh, water based, like you know, like a, a KY kind of kind of job, or something of a you know a more sort of uh, you know olive oil? Are you thinking or? a lubricant? 
Well, you're the Lubing one who said, them up. You're the one who said lubricant. I was no, talking I said, about different different no, slippery surfaces. No, it wasn't lubricant. It was something else we're doing. I'm going to bring yeah, up the tape. Oil, 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 yeah, we're going to oil, oil, them. oil them up. That's not lubricant. Oh, it is lubricant. It is, of course oh, it is oil. lubricant. Oh, I was thinking like you're cooking oil. Cooking oil? Oh, I trust yeah. you to bring back to something else. <laughs> I was thinking of your loaf oil or your, you know, your... Uh, a canola? Yeah. Or, you yeah, know... fish and chip oil, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe an engine oil, you know, yeah. but you wouldn't oh. want to keep the horse away from the flame. be then. hard to ride them then. You get kind of greased up, wouldn't you? And just slip <laughs> off. Speaking of that, would you? Are you planning on oiling up for your your, your bareback horse riding? Um, I, I in order which to, which oil will you use? Uh, uh, well, gee whiz, yeah, I might not use a lubricant. That's like, for sure. Like, yeah. like Doctor Zoltan. Doctor Zoltan, yes, yeah, he was well oiled. Oh my goodness, they, I think he's got Arnie's special gun oil. You yeah. know, because gee whiz, you know, yeah. well oiled pecs, weren't they? Oh, and um, you can't get that sort of shine unless there's a light that's off in the distance as well. So, <laughs> so done, Doc Doctor Zoltan, if you're listening, you know we're onto you. You know, you oil yourself up and then uh, make sure you've got the nice gleaming light there as well. And, and hit us up and let us know which oil you're using so that Robbie can also use it. When he does his bareback horse riding, uh, absolutely, because patrons are going up, mate. They are. How yeah. many was it? And on the on the bareback, did I say it was two hundred? Uh, I think pretty for six, wasn't it? Six. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, mate. Yeah. Don't know. Um, Alrighty, what else you got? Now, uh, so the kids were watching a uh, a documentary the other day, right? Yeah. And um, they were talking about Millibers, like this sciencey one that they had on the ABC. Um, and Christina and I were just walking past, and I just wanted to, um, yeah, there was something where they were talking about something that the male millipedes do to the female millipedes right. that I thought was quite um quite interesting. So um, where a, a uh, mil- a mil- Millipedes, are they the poisonous ones or are they centipedes? Oh, maybe 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 you can get uh, you know because there's an endemic. Both. Well, there's an endemic one in the Galapagos that I that we saw. Oh, that's about as long as your arm. Yeah, that one is a that is a, that is a really poisonous yeah, I saw, one. I saw one of those. Oh, did you? Yeah, I saw. Well, we saw a few little ones as big as my little finger. Yeah, yeah. Also, I saw one big one that like I was like crawled into a um. Look, like it was under a rock. So silly me, sort of tried to lift the rock and oh. just. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it yeah. was fine. The rock didn't move. Now I saw a um, uh, there was a yeah, a guy, yeah, one of these um, sort of bear grills kind of cats that go out and try to you oh. know poke all the all the dangerous animals. Yeah. And um, and yeah, saw him you know doing one of these things, and it would have been in South America. So right. as soon as you said it, it's like, oh yeah, crikey, I can see this. Yeah, uh, it's a big know. scary looking thing, orange legs, and yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah go on. So um, so on the documentary, and they had this nice little um animated graphic of um. You know, the male millipedes jump onto the back of the female millipedes and give them a little massage with all their little legs. And Christina right. and I have looked at each other and gone, generally when male creatures are starting to try and give back massages to female <laughs> creatures, usually it's more than just a relaxing massage. There's some incentivization generally at the end. And so I did a little Google research of um, male millipedes giving back massage to females. Mm. And the, um, the, the... Did you get anything interesting come up, mate? Oh, the first one people also ask, do full body massage include private parts? Question mark. <laughs> what? Um, oh, what? Is this like the most most uh, popular searches, like the drop down? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, what percentage of massage therapists are male and how do you <laughs> give a man a back massage, right? Oh. Um, but then uh, but then it goes straight on to millipede from Bloom Pest Control. Male millipedes are known to date females by giving them a relaxing back, back massage with its many legs. So, yeah, the documentary oh. where they were talking about male millipedes giving the female millipedes a nice relaxing back massage, yeah, it's not a back massage without, uh, you know, collateral. It's yeah. there as a, as a down payment for trying to make mini millipedes. You'd imagine so. Yeah, they you? didn't go into that in the kids' doco. But, they they um, didn't? Yeah, no, no, no. And the kids weren't onto that going, well, that's not a massage. No, but they were trying to work out why Christina and I were uh, you know, <laughs> laughing the way that we were. Giggling like yeah, school g- kids g- in, the, g- back, in yeah, the back row. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so, so there you go, kids. You know, if ever you're finding your, you know, a, a mummy millipede getting a massage from a daddy millipede, it's because they are, you know, maybe more than just relaxation. They've got lots of legs. Lots of legs. Lots of legs. You've got to do something with all those yes, legs. You can't right. just be making socks. Make good use. <laughs> it's good use of them. <laughs> now, this is, I got an article here from sent to, my dad sent to me actually while yes. I was away. Excellent. A little short little article uh, from the Age, and it says cats are able to distinguish their own names from other similar sounding words. Even when said by strangers, oh, according really? to new research. Right, okay. So it might, might explain uh, when you call Bark, you know, if you call out Barker, does yes. Parker come? Or does Rosie go, what? I'm not barking. Oh, uh, it's a good question. 
Have you tried it? When I you're out in the street chasing that cat in your eye, cha- man chasing outfit, a different te- a, a yeah, tabby cat this it, time, it obviously than... knew it wasn't its name. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. this is true. Or it was just weird that it had a guy chasing after it with a mask under a car. Yeah, you know, he had a mask. One on of the too. two. The cat did absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it was a flurkin' mask. Well, was it a mask? And that's what made you think it was Melvin. Because it was yeah. wearing like a Melvin mask. Well, that was a weird thing. It was a black and white cat wearing a black and white mask. And I know that that's one of the things that Melvin likes to he do. Likes, so he's a ma- he likes a, masking up. Yeah, yeah. He's a weird cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a cool cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers in Japan studied 78 cats and found most could recognize their own name from other words that had the same length and stress. Right. Many cat owners know their cats understand their own names. Yes, they do said Atsuku Sato from Sophia University. However, there is no scientific evidence about that ability, and people who have no experience keeping cats do not know about the cat's high cognitive ability. Right. They, they underestimate them. Yes, they do. So there you go, mate. So uh, cats can recognise their own name. That's interesting. Which we kind of knew, because when I call Olive, she comes... She comes running. Comes and sits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a bit of cheese. It's not just the uh, the fact that she knows the sound of your voice, you don't reckon? No, because when I say, when I call out, um, Smoliv, no, no response. Dude, no response. Smoliv. Smoliv. No. Just oh, the cat from on. across She's, the She's just come to the door. The, the, the black cat from across the road comes running <laughs> yeah. over. You, you call me? You call me? You yeah, call yeah. me? Oh, now she's come to the door here. Oh, perfect. That, yeah, that that's great. Just proved it. Blew, blew that one out. Yeah, yeah no, another myth busted. <laughs> yes. My high cognitive ability cat. <laughs> it's not my cat. Um, now, uh, there was a little, while you were away, there was a little bit of a, uh, oh, I heard a bit of a flurry on um, things about, you know, and so this is a, you know, potentially a hot button topic. So yep. that's why I thought we'd bring it up. There's nothing better than a hot button topic. Oh, we love trying, it, to, mate. Try, trying to bring a little bit of, you know, interest, interest to the podcast. Yes. Um, about people, anti-vaxxers not wanting to get their dogs vaccinated for fear of it causing autism oh. in their dogs. Oh, no. So, as oh, we no. know, there's been a well... Um, publicised but now well debunked um, uh, link between autism in um, in people and the MMR vaccine. Yes. Um, it's from the Lancet originally, wasn't it? Originally, yeah. 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 I and think then, it was like 20 years ago or yeah, something like that. And then totally pulled out and, and the guy was sacked and The Lancet retracted, retracted it and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. totally disproven. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, and this is the first I'd heard of it. Yeah, there's always times where people go, oh, I get a little bit worried about giving my animal vaccinations. You always try and Say, look, it's the single most, you know, safest and effective way of trying to eliminate uh, preventable diseases. You know, more so than antibiotics or anything like that. Vaccine is the thing that vaccinations are the thing that stops these diseases dead in their tracks. Yep. Um, but I'd never heard of the of a groundswell of people talking about it causing autism in dogs. Wow. So, yeah, um, so, so I did a little bit of um, sort of, you know, flicking back through, and um, you know, there, I mean, there's a there's a lot of great articles on the use of uh, dogs to help autism yes. in people, which yeah. is great. Yeah, it really know. is helpful. Um, I think. But the thing as far as um, autism being caused by vaccines in dogs, I found a, there was a thing where. Um, uh, back in 2018, um, the the British Veterinary Association had to debunk a link between um, uh, dogs and uh, uh, vaccinations and autism, saying that you know there's no you know there's no link. There's no we don't you know have any suggestion that dogs have autism or anything like that at that at that stage. Yes. Um, and I think there was then just the the flurry in the Australian media of, oh, anti-vaxxers are then saying that dogs can get autism too. Oh, and, yeah. and it looked like they were tracing back to this article back from last year. So I think right. it might, might have been um, you know, someone going, hey, this is going to get some clicks um, and get clicks it did because then, you know, Seven News in Adelaide did a story and then, you know, the um, you know, the Herald Sun did a story and all these sorts of things. Viral. So, viral, viral. A little mate. bit viral. viral. Yeah, yeah. Um, which speaking of is exactly what the vaccines are there yeah, trying, yeah. To, boom, try, boom, boom. trying to uh, prevent. So um, I think that, you know, that saying that, that the dogs getting autism from vaccinations is an absolute load of crock of oh yeah it is bull yeah. dust um but i wanted to sort of put it to you what, where's the sort of current thinking as far as do dogs get autism you know is there because I, there's you know, a few things of where i was reading that they might be doing studies into trying to work out do dogs get autism yeah 
what what's the sort of your sort well, of bent on that? I think I think the, the the difficult thing I think is is probably the diagnosis. Stuff yeah, absolutely. From, from autism. So I mean, I'm not you know in any way a, a, an expert on autism in, in humans or anything like that. It's but bloody hard to diagnose in humans. Right. Like there's a lot of really stringent, rigid. Um, uh, uh, processes to go through in order to try and diagnose yeah. it in a human, and it's three different uh, people that need to assess a human. You know, right, okay. a, a speech pathologist, a psychiatrist, and a doctor. Wow! You know? right. And so, so between those three, then they come to a consensus of the tests that they run to then go, okay, right? Does this person fit into? The spectrum, the spectrum of autism. Well, that's that's the thing. I think you know, certainly in humans, there is a spectrum of yeah. it. Um, and look, uh, if if we just go, just pair it all back, you know, aside from the three sort of specialists yeah. that need to get involved, and and just go and perhaps had a look at what the Mayo Clinic kind of said are the two criteria. And I know there's a spectrum of it. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It doesn't really fit that well, but but it just helps just for trying to answer that question is yeah, that, yeah. does it occur in dogs and i guess the 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 two criteria they sort of put down is one is impairment in social communication and social interaction so it's a pretty broad sort of topic and they yeah. go they, they give a lot of examples of that but i won't go into that yeah, yeah. so if you look at yeah okay there's a social interaction and communication issue yeah and then the second one they say is restricted repetitive patterns of behavior interests or activities and yeah. then they give a whole list so if we say you know just on very very basic level you know there's a social communication issue or interaction issue and maybe there's some repetitive behaviors with it um there is you know some some recent sort of study that you know that very slight thought possibly maybe yeah um, you know, certainly since 1966, veterinarians have been talking about dogs with autism-like symptoms. Right. So for a long time, we've sort of been, you know, but maybe, dabbling, dipping yeah, the toe you know, in. Maybe, maybe not. Not really sure. And recently, you know, in 2015, there was a study that looked at tail chasing behaviour in bull terriers. Right. So it's that number two, that repetitive behaviour. These yep. dogs are, all, you know, and in bull terriers, is really common. It's like yep. a, there's a genetic link. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and there's a and the thought that maybe there's a link to autism because it's that repetitive sort of behavior. Yep. Um, so, that, so they looked at um, observations and analysis, DNA analysis of 132 bull terriers. 55 of them were chasing their tails and 77 were not. So they found with the tail chasing that A, it was more prevalent in males which I think that's correct for autism, my understanding, oh, maybe. Yeah, anyway, let's not go into yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, B, we're not we're not. No, doctors. no, no. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, um, so I'm trying to keep this simple as possible. Yeah, yeah. B, associated with trance-like behaviour, so they were focused on the, on the tail and spinning yeah. and spinning, and had episodic aggression. Um, so they had episodes of aggression as well to, to do with the chain, uh, the tail chasing. These findings, coupled with the repetitive motor behavior of the tail chasing behavior and a tendency for phobias, led us to conclude that tail chasing could represent a canine form of autism. Right. Is what they found on, on that study. But it was in no way definitive either. No, no. Um, but also interesting, there's another condition, and I don't know anything about this condition, called a genetic condition called Fragile X Syndrome. Right. Um, and uh, and they wondered if these dogs could be linked to that. So for people with Fragile X Syndrome, the prevalence of concurrent autism spectrum disorder has been estimated to be 15 to 60%. So, you know, sort of you know, hard to know if that's high or low really, but yep. there's a link. So people with Fragile X Syndrome have uh, some characteristics, anatomy characteristics. They've got a prominent forehead, a long face, high arch palate, like a hard palate and large ears which are similar to the face of a bull terrier. Some aspects that are similar to this. So bear with me. Right. So, yeah. so there was some thought that maybe, you know, that the, the long bow down face of the bull terriers, often with a high arched hard palate, and protruding ears may mean that these are, these bulldogs are prone, bull terriers are prone to fragile X syndrome. So right. it's getting technical now. So yeah. look, it's, you know... It's really hard to say because a number of other difficult diagnosed canine conditions, such as anxiety and pain, yes, anxiety yep, yep. And pain, can cause clinical signs that are similar, to, similar, similar yes, to autism. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem we have. Um, obviously, there are a few exceptions, maybe like the bull terriers. Yep. Um, but all we can say at the moment is they might. 
Yes. Get autism. Um, and if you think your dog does have autism or has signs of autism, it's probably best to get them checked by your vet yeah. to rule out other possible causes like this, the uh, the anxiety or the or the um or pain or, or something else that, that may be causing those clinical signs that yeah, you're observing. Right. And also there is a study that has been started and there's no date on it here, but it's called a study called Canine Canines Kids and Autism, Decoding Obsessive Behaviours in Canines and Autism in Children. And the study will look first at the cause of obsessive compulsive disorder commonly found in three types of purebred dogs. Bull terriers, yep. tail, chasing. tail chasing, Doberman pincers, which have like a flank sucking. They suck, right, suck okay. their flank and maybe fly snapping. And then Jack Russell terriers, which, you know, well, they do everything. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. do yeah. anything. Vacuum cleaner chasing, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball chasing, ball cha- anything. Yeah. Tail chasing, fly snapping, licking, biting. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> You, so they're going to dropping hair, yeah, 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 yeah everything. So they're going to use some technology called TGen and do some genome sequencing to analyze the genomes of these dogs in the hope of pinpointing these genes that might be responsible for these behaviors. So they're doing a bit of research on it, yeah, and it doesn't really answer our question. No, I think no, at no. This stage still maybe. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder if, um, yeah, again, this is me just speculating, but it's that thing of, I, I think. Yeah, because we spoke about this previously in one of our other episodes that we behavior stuff in pets, we're looking for it a lot more now than what we used to. And so therefore the fact that we're finding these things that were probably always there, you know, to a degree, some of these anxiety issues, we're, we're trying to find some way of... Yeah, trying to link that in. Why is it suddenly getting more and more and more now, you know? Um, and I guess people see that they're vaccinating their animals and they're, they're trying to find some sort of a, a causative link. But it sure as hell ain't there from vaccinating causing no, behavioural no, problems no, no, at no. all. That's a lot of rubbish. Yeah, yeah, no, is- definitely. It's interesting that well, the studies sort of say that 20% of dogs in the Western world yeah. have, have some sort of uh, mental health disorder, or, I suppose, or anxiety or, or yeah. um, um, well, anxiety, yeah. which is similar in, in human stuff. But when, I, when we went to, when we, first landed on my trip away and we landed in Peru. Yeah. Um, we had to, we landed in Cusco and it's a fairly sort of third world sort of area. We yeah, travelled yeah. from there to the, the place called the Sacred Valley through a lot of third world areas and yeah, there are yeah. a lot of dogs, you know, dogs roaming around. And as we're going through those areas and, and when we were staying in those areas, it's interesting, you see all the dogs and they have no sign of anxiety at all. Yeah, right. There's packs of them hanging around together yeah. and there's none of them, they're not scared of noises of the cars, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're, um, they're not scared of people. They're, you know, they, they know to keep a wide berth if a, if, a, if a human sort of gets angry at them. Yes, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it, it must be a real selective process that those dogs that got the anxieties, they just don't, can't survive on the streets. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't find a mate, so can't pass on their genetics, whereas it's the ones that... that are calm enough to be able to deal with those situations, be able to find food in those situations, are then the ones that are able to propagate exactly, their or the one that you know that gets aggressive around the food, the the, the rubbish dumps that they're eating around. Yeah, that dog gets ostracised and gets you know you know gets injured or doesn't get the food because they're always aggressive and yeah, everyone yeah. just you know, and and don't survive. So it's really really interesting from a behaviour perspective yeah. watching that stuff. But that's a digression, mate. You so can't you can't switch off, can you? When no, you're a vet, you can't. Me, yeah, yeah. You are spot on, mate. You, you that, try your best and you just can't switch off. That's so true. <laughs> That is so true. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's interesting. So you know, I, I, I saw the um, the the thing there and thought, oh, well, del- delve into it because it's a bit like I say, hot button. Why not? Why not? Good, make, mate. Yeah. Why not create some controversy? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Disclaimer time. Yep. Excellent. All advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. What do you got, mate? All right, mate. Now I've got, hopefully we won't run out of time on this, but I've got a great article. You asked me a while ago, uh, one of your nurses asked you what music you should play at the vet yes. clinic to calm cats and dogs. And this is a study that uh, that just came out recently. Um, effects of music on behavior and physiological stress response of domestic cats in a veterinary clinic. Well, that's well-timed. 
It was. Wow, it was. serendipitous. I, I, told you, I told you I had some, some information. Nice. It's from the Journal of Female Medicine and Surgery from Amanda Hampton et al. And it gives it, it does, obviously it's based on cats, but it gives a great summary on the use of music to help our pets, especially in stressful yeah. situations. Um, so the use of music in human medicine has become increasingly popular. Several studies indicate that music can be used and adjunct in many types of therapies. Um, and they give a massive list of therapies uh, from improving motor and cognitive function in stroke patients to reducing uh, fear and anxiety associated with ang- ang- with examinations, diagnostic procedures such as positron emission tomography scans. Fabulous. Surgeries, cancer treatment. I've got treatment. one of those. i got one of those in the shed. It's fantastic. Yeah. What's well, that, a Garmin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cancer treatment, coronary heart disease, mechanical ventilation and post-traumatic stress disorder, blah, blah, blah. Music has found a place in modern medicine. Individual studies suggest the need for anesthetics and analgesics, as well as recovery time duration of hospitalization, may be reduced when music therapy is added to treatment. Protocols. Oh, there you go. So imagine that, mate. You go to your doctor, you know, you, you, you go to get your appendix out. Well, your hernia repair. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, Well, you might be having an anesthetic today, but I will be playing the Frozen music soundtrack for you. Yeah. And you will, will not feel any pain. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> the appendix. Let the appendix. Go. Yes. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> Here I stand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you think, mate? I, I, I'm not sure it's quite there yet. I, do, I still wouldn't mind some propofol, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. I'll take frozen and propofol. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe, maybe a panadol, paracetamol, yeah. acetaminophen. For acetaminophen, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, music, however, has been shown to be effective in reducing your stress and eliciting calm behaviours in other species, such as dogs and tamarins. Tamarins. Yeah. yeah. How does that help a citrus fruit? Yeah, um, it, it helps the uh, the acidic acid. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Make, makes it more more, more bitey, right. more less tart. sour, less sour. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. sweet. Yeah. Tamarins. Interesting. Dogs and tamarins. Wouldn't have thought they went together. Well, yeah, anything goes together, mate, with enough mixing. Right. Dogs held in kennels vocalised less, had a decrease in the amount of nervous shaking, spent more time lying down, and had, an, had a decreased heart rate and respiratory rate changes while listening to classical music. Oh, well, there you go. So yeah. it's not just Beastie Boys. They're not just putting on a little bit no, of uh, licence to ill. So. It is classical music, right. they say. Uh, and then Bowman et al. found that these positive effects on behaviour may be limited owing to habituation of kennel dogs to the classical music by the second day of listening to a classical soundtrack. Ah, okay. So in 2007, he said that providing alternate genres mixed with the classical music playlist nice. may combat habitation, increase the amount of time parasympathetic stimulation is listed. So, sorry, increase the amount of time they get a lower heart rate, lower respiratory rate, and calm behaviours are observed. Right. So you play a bit, little bit of classical music and then you you put on your ACDC in between. Nice. You mix up your genre. Mix it up Beastie a little Boys. bit. Yeah. A little bit of Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, little, little, maybe a little bit of Duran Duran. Yeah, you know? yeah that's right. Yeah, it'd be great. Exactly. Drives you crazy. Yeah. Find young cannibals. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, calming behaviours in tamarins. Tamarins, yes. Which include a decreased movement, orientation and social behaviour and increased foraging behaviour were noted in response to tamarin affiliation-based music. Wow. Now, I went to Spotify. Yes. And, and look, I looked up genres. Yes. And I couldn't find any tamarin affiliation-based music. Right. It's a specially written species-specific music. By the tamarins? I don't know. I don't know. Did yeah. they have pause to write music? Oh, maybe. Maybe they uh, Maybe they just sort of belted out on a little xylophone. There is a reference like here. I wonder if there's a reference you can download it. No, no, there's no room, no. No, no. No, there's no link. Yeah, I wonder if that is on Spotify. I have to check later. Hey, we'll have a good look. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Music in the veterinary clinic setting has also been shown to reduce anxiety in dogs visiting veterinary hospitals. Yeah. Client-owned dogs visiting veterinary hospitals were perceived by both the owner and clinician to have reduced anxiety and were listening to classical music while waiting in the examination rooms compared with lobby waiting area without classical music play. Right. So, classical there music you go, for Jace. the dogs, mate. Yep. There you go. Owners are also more satisfied with visits yeah. when they wait in an examination room with classical music playing versus waiting in the lobby waiting area. Right. 
So, more set, more five-star reviews. More five-star reviews. Perhaps we should have classical music playing in the background. In the background here, yes. Yes. Yeah. Just some strings. Some string, maybe a cello. Yeah. You know, an, an oboe, maybe. An oboe, yeah. An oboe. Yeah, a French horn. A French horn. Yes. Yes. Keep, let's keep it clean, mate. You know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> and welcome to our French listeners. <laughs> Hopefully, you're not enjoying it that much <laughs> that, uh, that uh, you're playing the French horn. <laughs> While substantial evidence has been shown that music can benefit animal welfare by decreasing anxiety and performance of stress-related behaviours, these effects did not carry over to the sedated patient. Right. That's because they uh, could not sedated. hear. And they couldn't move. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they're they sedated. Had dom- they had domitor, and so therefore their heart rates dropped anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and there is, they had no blood supply to their ears, no. so they couldn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> so, these findings beg the question whether yes. music, specifically cat Specific music, yes, cat species related, like that, like the tamarind related, exactly, yeah. can provide similar outcomes in cats. In fact, Snowden and T recently concluded that cats listening to music in their homes prefer music that was specifically made with cat vocalizations, with preferred tempos, and with normal vocal frequencies as the primary considerations. Cats responded to music positive by. Sorry, cats respond to music positively by orientating approaching speakers playing cat music more often and quicker than speakers playing classical music. Wow. So you need both. So you we need, need classic the, music and cat music. For the music. dogs and cat-specific music. Right. Purring and suckling sounds are laid into tempos and frequencies using feline vocalizations to create cat-specific music produce. Sorry, to create cat-specific music. Now, right. Google, mate. Yeah, that's Here what we're looking go. for. I'm, I'm straight on it and listen listen here. Oh, yes. This, oh, you listeners, we've got some cat specific music. Play it for me, this mate. Is, this is a sample. Listen up. Hopefully, hopefully this works. So there you go, mate. Wow. I reckon there's going to be some cats out there listening to the podcast with their owners. I am right on the speaker. What do you think? I literally am going to go home and I'm going to find that. I'm going to put play it through my UE Boom and see what the cats do. You can pl- you can buy it. You can buy it, mate. Yeah. You can buy a CD. Musicforcats.com. Fantastic. And and would you believe it's so popular? They've got a second album. A second album. A second album was coming it a, out. Was it a tough second album? Like, as often the second album's a tough one. Well, tough know? in that they needed a Kickstarter page. Oh no, really? Yeah, they they set up a Kickstarter page, and I thought that's got to be some kind of joke. Let's go and check out the Kickstarter page. So, would you believe it? The Kickstarter page. Yeah. One thousand eight hundred and twenty-nine backers. Holy crap! Fifty thousand dollars. Get stuff. You would not believe it. Seven people have pledged a thousand dollars each. To have a song named after them. <laughs> so a song, sorry, a song named not after them, after, after their, their cat. cat. Yes. So listen up, mate. Track four, Olive Kirkham. Uh, I'll play it for you. <laughs> Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> no, uh, Marvin Anderson, uh, Melvin Anderson. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So that, 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 that's, all, that's all that sweet podcast money that's led us to be able to that's support right. that. Yeah. So what can we do, mate? We need to do, perhaps we need a Kickstarter page for our second podcast. Oh, wow. But it's interesting. I did go down and had a look in the comments section. Yeah. And well, the comments weren't so good. Oh, really? So 96 comments we've got. And I've yes. read the first few of them. Hi, David. I'm cleaning up my Kickstarter files and I noticed I'd not received the reward. Right. Ooh. Uh-oh. I really enjoyed volume one. As did my cat. Cat, yes. We're looking forward to getting volume two. I've moved since my last update from you. Could you please send a replacement? He gives you the email address. Please leave it door inside garage. Right. Right. Not sure Just push it through the cat not, flap. Not sure if he's got it. Then Laurie says, I never got the new album. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's, uh, he's gone. He's it, taken the money and run. Uh, 50 grand, he's run. Yes. He's run with his cello and he's, yeah. he's, and he's purring cats. He's off. Yes. Sarah, Soraya says, I never got my stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, then, 
Wanda says, I got album two, but I never got album one. Uh, so got my CD today. I never got the CD for friends for ha- who have actual cats. Right. So I think, I'm just not sure. I hope he hasn't done a runner. Oh, that's no good. Anyway, let's come back to the article. Let's come back to real stuff, mate. So <laughs> one, seven people got a, got a song named after their cat. Isn't that nice? It's lovely. Isn't that amazing? 50 grand for a seven-track CD. Ripping egg. That's impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a CD I might tell you, dog, you're pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should do a second album. There you go. You could do a second album at Kickstarter. Yes. You know, people can name their... Famous people can name the tracks after yes, their dogs. It's not a it's not a baby crying. It's, uh, it's Melvin Anderson crying. I'm stuck under the car. <laughs> Dad's trying to get me out from under someone else's car. Dad's brought home another black and white cat. Why Meow. is he wearing an Iron Man suit? It's not It's not bedtime. <laughs> Why does he keep putting my food up high? He normally wears those pajamas. <laughs> special pajamas. Special pajamas. Why is he giving Christina a... Sp- uh, yeah. <laughs> Why is he playing the French horn? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So there you go. With su- with the success of cat-specific music producing positive response behaviours in the home, the question arises, Yes, and this arises for all of us, I think, whether the music can provide the same positive response in the form of measurable stress relief in a veterinary yes. setting. Yes. Measurable. That's where that's scientists. Right. Exactly. So this is going to go on, mate. I don't think we're going to get to your two. Your, no, that's your right. I'll cover mine next time. Stress during veterinary visits is common in domestic cats and can cause unwanted anxiety and frustration in both the veterinary professional and the owner. Yes. Tell me about it. Reducing feline anxiety during veterinary visits could have great health benefits for domestic cats by not only reducing stress-related illness and behaviours, but also by allowing for a more pleasant veterinary visit for cats and their owners. Yeah. We're all about that. Absolutely. More pleasant visits could potentially influence cat owners to visit the veterinarian with their cats more often. More often, yes. That's really cotton. Uh, When owners, if they've got a fractious cat, they hate going to the vet. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. They don't like it all. So, the study looked at 20 cats. 20. Not a huge number, but 20. Yes. Not as many backers for the second CD, though. No. If they got some of those cats. Oh, yes. You've that's got to a big study. The numbers that's right out. That's a big study. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, all written, all clients volunteered their cats to the study and provided written consent. Oh, the nice. Cats did. Good. Yes. The cat, yeah, yeah. They meowed into a microphone and then they're yeah. appearing on the third album. Yeah, that's right. And paw printed it. Yeah. Put their paw print. The study was conducted as a randomised placebo-controlled... I like it. ...crossover trial. Right. Fairly gold standard. Yes. So cats are randomly assigned to one of three different tests. The auditory test. The three different tests were no music. Yes. Or in brackets, silence. Right. Thanks for the clarification. Yes. Very yes. good. Yes. Silence. So nothing. 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 Like nothing. That. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It could Again. be a long podcast if we kept doing that. <laughs> so we'll give you an example of what the first group was. That. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Silence. Classical music. Brackets. Classical. Oh, <laughs> they must be. They're labeling them. I see what ah, they're doing. Yes. Yeah, right. Or feline specific music. Brackets. Cat. 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 Yes. Uh, which was what we played before. Yes. That's, uh, some of that. A cat was allowed to listen to silence. Yes. Classical. <laughs> Or feline or cat music. Yeah. Upon entering the examination room at a veterinary hospital for ten minutes prior to the start of the physical examination. Right. So the physical exam included full physical exam, rectal temperature. They took blood. Yep. The owners, the clients weren't present, but the music was. Right. It was played. Yes. So they did that, um, and then two weeks later they repeated the thing ten minutes, but they changed the music. Right. So if they got silence the first time, the second time they got the cat music. Well, that's good. That means they got to experience the exactly. music. Exactly. So it's the crossover trial. Yes. Um, and then the third week, the the next two weeks later, they did it again with the third one, whichever yep. one they hadn't done. Each session was video recorded and had audio removed, so they couldn't tell. Well, which one? Was silence. Uh, but they they might have thought all of them were silent. They could have done. That's confusing. Unless they saw the vet singing along with it. Yes. Singing along with the cat meowing. Oh, I love this one where the cat meows. The cat bopping away. (laughs) (laughs) Or the cat was bopping. Maybe it was doing a little bit, you know, Gangnam style. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounded a little bit like, you know, the the sort of the (laughs) K-pop. You can sort of imagine some of their little cat ears sort of bopping away, you know. Really? Screaming. Oh, definitely. Unlike the shark one. 
do 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 baby Ninja shark. shark. Do, oh, do, do, do. mate. Is that annoying? Oh, with a kid, uh, yeah, you, one day you just hope that you can just crack something as easy as that that just makes you so much money. Well, it's a second CD, the cat music, mate. Well, 50 that's grand, a, that's a yeah. That'll go a long way. That's in US well, too, it's, probably. Well, it's, it's helped this guy get a long way as well. You know, away from all the people that he owed a second CD <laughs> he's to. Running. He's running. Yeah. <laughs> he's running. All right. So, um, I know you like your music, Robbie. I do. Yes. So, so I know you're wondering what classical music they played. Yes. And the classical music selected was J. Right, yes. Written by Gabrielle Fallu. Yeah, good. Performed by Alban Gerhardt. Oh, that's a good one. Cecile Lickard. Oh, and that's And produced that's by terrific. Rachel Smith, Smith in association with Hyperion Records. Yes. So there you go. You got that on the back. Uh, that's on your Spotify. Uh, yeah, I loaned the CD out to one of my other mates. But, oh, uh, but otherwise, I've usually got it. I could yeah. get it back easily. Yeah, I'd get it back, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think so. I want to have a listen to that, see what it sounds like. The feline-specific music, select Cat. Cat. Selected for use in the study was Scooter's Burr's Aria. Scooter Burr. That must have been one of the seven cats. Scooter Bar- Burr. <laughs> Far out. That's insane. Shout out to Scooter. Yeah, absolutely. Got a song named after Absolutely. Him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, composed, performed, and produced by David T and sold by Universal Records UK. David T was the guy who's done the runner. Right. He's yes. the one who set up the Kickstarter page. Did you see him in the Galapagos? Yeah. <laughs> He was. He wasn't one of the nicer boats. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, enjoying yeah. his you know, throwing money around. Big yacht. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah make it a rain, <laughs> baby. Make it a rain. I hope David's not listening. <laughs> David, we don't think you've done a runner. We, this is just a joke. Please, don't sue us. Because yeah. we haven't got 50 yeah. grand. Now, if you're getting too stressed, just listen to one of your cat songs yeah, and that'll settle right. you down. All right. So the goal of the study was to determine if feline-specific music could aid in reducing behavioural and physiological stress signs in cats visiting the veterinary clinic for a wellness examination. Yes. Cat stress scores were not significantly different when comparing cat behaviours between the silence and the classical music. Right. And cat music treatments during the pre-auditory test period. So that 10 minutes where they just right. played it and did nothing. Couldn't see any difference. Did no change. Yeah. Nothing at all. It was all silence. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. This should be expected as travel to the veterinary clinic and initial introduction to a novel environment are stressful events for cats. Yes. Physical examination were not performed on cats until they were exposed to the stimulus for 10 minutes. I already said that. Time was allowed for the cats to listen to and adjust to the sounds. The examination period, however, did show significantly lower cat stress scores when cats listened to cat music compared with listening to silence or classical music. Wow. There we go. Maybe it wasn't the right classical music. No, no. It might have been. Maybe they should have tried uh, one of the other yeah, you know, 40 yeah. billion. McBazart. Yes. McBazart's 14th Sympathy. Sympathy. Symphony. The, the sy- sympathetic sympathy. <laughs> yeah, sympathy. Yeah. The, the Sympathy by McBazart. Uh, and a composer started with M. Sympathy? A composer starting with M and ending in Z-A-R-T. Yes. McBazart. McBazart. Yes, that's right. Well-known one. Have you ever been to Vienna? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you see all the things where you could buy Mozart's balls? No, tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these little chocolate-coated marzipan balls that oh. had pictures of Mozart on them. Everywhere you went, really? people were selling Mozart's balls. Oh, yeah. no, I don't like marzipan. No, nah, me neither. No, and no. horror movies. <laughs> If I told you that. And Mozart's balls. Mozart's balls. I don't, I don't need those. I don't like that. If it's chocolate coated, though, I would like to suck, Just the, suck the, the, chocolate the chocolate off, off the Mozart's balls. balls. <laughs> no, don't go there. Low hanging fruit again, mate. Yeah, yeah, it is. Our findings during the post ordinary test. So, our findings during the post auditory test and examination periods to support the idea that cats respond more positively to music made specifically for them and suggest that tranquil behaviours can be achieved in a veterinary clinical setting with the introduction of cat-specific music. Wow. So, our results also suggest that this would not be the case for classical music or silence. Yes. I have a question though. Cats have a different hearing to us. How are they sure that it was silence and not some high-pitched... Yeah, because don't they hear the squeaks of mouse be- mice better, and that's how they can catch them? Or maybe they do. Yeah, yeah that's so a, that's maybe a... there were lots of mice squeaking in the in the uh, in the walls yes. of the vet clinic. They didn't check for that. And I wonder whether or not they um, could still hear the cat music from the consult room next door. And they're going, well, I'm actually more stressed because I, I want to listen to that. Yeah, I want it to be close, but I just hear muffled cat sounds. Yeah, I, I, I had that one last last time. Why don't I get that again yeah, this time? That's right. This yeah. is not fair. Maybe. Good point. So cat cat handling scores were also significantly lowering cats listening to cat music. Right. So they're easier to take blood from. Yeah. Right. And those li- than those listening to silence or classical music. So uh, 
so there you go, mate. Now I think I think that's uh, um, that's about it. I reckon. So basically, it's saying if you put some cat specific music on, yes. in, the, in the so that that should hopefully help out your your nurse. Yeah. So so the word for Josie is cat specific music, but not classical music. Well, they have to change it when the dogs come in. It's classical. Oh, classical. But they for haven't dogs? done a study where they've done the cat specific music for dogs. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, or the tamarind. Tamarind for tamarind dogs, for dogs for cats. and cats. Yes. That across all species. And cats and tamarinds. Yeah, well, no, if it was if the work for cats and dogs and then you had the occasional tamarind that came in. Yes. Saying, oh, I'm a bit stressed, then it would be ready for that too if that happened. Do we have tamarinds in Australia? Maybe. 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 I haven't, I haven't seen them at Bunnings. They're cute monkeys. They are very cute yeah, monkeys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very, very cute. Alrighty. Alrighty. So there we go. I reckon I've used up all that time, mate. Ah, that's right, mate. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll sort that out the uh, the next time. Oh, I have got a question for you though. Oh, yeah, it came shoot. on. Uh, came on. I just it was a last minute one that I want to just run past you. Let's do it. Hi, Doctor Robbie. Came on the email. Hi, Doctor Robbie. I'm interested in having some garden snails as pets. Yes. I've read online that you should have more than one so they don't get lonely. But I'm concerned they'll breed and then I'll have too many to deal with. Is there any way I can keep them from breeding? Will I have to periodic remove the babies and release them into the wild? Thanks, Dr. Robbie. I really appreciate you answering all my questions. Excellent. Very good. No name. Oh, I must have been... No, no, no. Yeah. Sure, it's a a real question. Absolutely. Yeah. Any thoughts, mate? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, they'll be fine. And if they do have babies, that's fine. You know, they won't get very far. Well, it could stop them from breeding by putting some snail pellets in there. That would stop them pretty quick. You could do. You could do. So when it gets too many, just put a few pellets in there. Pellets down, but just not with dogs around because, you know, (laughs) because the dogs dogs and cats will like to eat the pellets, particularly the dogs. Yes. Um, Camille was showing me a picture of a snail um today of a of a monkey sort of pushing a snail along the ground and I was, she goes, what what do you think the monkey's doing that day is it probably because the snail's going too slow and oh, the monkey's yeah. going come on hurry yeah, up hurry up hurry up you get know, out of the way gotta do something you know yeah. go and get going you know so snails there you go so there you yeah. go mate so look if if well, it depends if, you, if you're farming for farming for escargot then it'll probably be probably be great let them have lots of babies and then garlic and Butter and one of those funny little three-pronged forks. Tasty. Yeah. You know? Just, a, just yeah. pop them out of the shells. I like them, mate. Have I a little like. munch. So maybe, yeah, maybe have a, a snail farm. You could do. You could do. Particularly if you've got lettuce. The snails would love to eat the lettuce. Yes. You know, or, and, the, uh, and your strawberries. Or anything. Like, and the, yeah, mint. They like mint. They do like yeah, mint. They love yes. the mint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. goes like anything. Basil. Straighten the oh, basil. Oh, basil, yes, God. yeah, yeah. But the basil gets done by the um the uh by the tomato moths as well. Right. Like the, the the um white moths that come and oh, munch up yes. your, your tomatoes. Yeah, I know the ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, uh. they love eating my basil as well. So if if you've got any questions about snails. Maybe snail related or, or not. Or any other insects or anything, or slugs, yeah. perhaps, then hit us up on Patreon. Or if you if you or if you've been doing a little bit of uh you know, uh, a cat music work at home and you'd like us to you know, promote your new album, yes. let us know. Yes. You know, and you got a Kickstarter page? Yeah. Or some ideas for us for a Kickstarter page? That'd be great. Yeah. We'd start one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Olive and Melvin's, you know, um, set Sunday afternoon soliloquy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It just rolls nice. off the tongue. If you would back it and you want a song named after it, yeah. <laughs> hit us up on Patreon. We'd love to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. We should put a Patreon segment, the $1,000, and we'll name a podcast episode after your cat. There you go. People might go for that. They might, and then if you and record, you record your cat's sounds, and we'll put your cat's uh, vocals in as a background thing through the uh, through, through the, the entire episode. Yeah, actually, speaking when you're talking before about um, having things in the waiting room, Josie actually had the uh, the podcast playing in the uh, in the waiting room at work a little while ago. Yeah, that'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah, terrified yeah. tamarins. Well, it was a bit weird. I sort of walked out going, "Is that Lewis?" <laughs> Where is he? Where the bloody hell is Lewis? Where is he hiding? What's going on there? (laughs) What you talking about, Lewis? What you talking about, Lewis? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have got some questions we have to put on to Patreon. We've got one from Lily, Mishka and Luna that got us on the email about force-free versus balanced training for dogs. Awesome. Really, really common and the the words that are used by trainers. Uh, There's got a question from Potato Tate Spudlord. Nice. On training your cat to use the human toilet. Right. Right, that sounds like a starchy topic. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep, yep. Get your fork into that one, and uh, and also when your is French horn? Yeah, yeah. And another uh, another question on when is the right time to get a dog or a pet? Right Someone's now. Uh, oh, 
right now. Go out right now and go get and find now. one. Right now. But listen to the end of the podcast. Yes. When the music comes over us. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen to that bit. Through the outro. Yeah, that's Then right. run out and get one. Yeah, and go and get one. But if not, if you've got time, hit listen, us up on, listen to the Patreon yeah, yeah. answer. Yeah, here's that on Patreon. Yeah, go on Patreon and listen to the answer. Exactly. Because that's not the drill answer. There's a better answer than that. <laughs> it's a better answer, that yeah. one. That's think, your free answer. I think the owners was uh, the owners or the person was wondering as as a life's decision. Ah, gotcha. A young person, is it time? Have I got the time? Yeah, right. You know, uh, that sort of thing. So we'll answer that question. Big one. On, yeah, on good one. Alrighty. Now, what are you on for n- next week? You going to talk about next the disability? week? We're going to talk about disabilities <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was this week. Sorry, mate. I took all your time. Yeah. Uh, that's right. All good. Yeah. No. Uh, and how about you, mate? Uh, I might talk about cats and their personalities and whether their personality is similar to their owners. Nice one. Sounds Little good. Study that came out recently. Alrighty, guys, find us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Send us a question at twovetstalkpets at uh, at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes because every iTunes review gets us in front of a couple more people for other people to have a listen to the podcast. And uh, link us through to your mates. You know, uh, link them through on Facebook. If you think we're funny, you can share it on your social medias and then, uh, yeah, get the word out there. It'd be great. And if you happen to be going to a certain show that's in Melbourne this week at the Exhibition Buildings, that has a lot of, not cats, no. but animals very, similar very, to cats. Very canine focused. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Canine show. aficionado show. That we are not promoting at all. No. Because they did not get back to us. At all. Once. Not email. once. Not at all. They don't. Why don't they have the 100th best podcast in the world? Australia, world? In Australia? Australia. You could say the world if you yeah, want. Yeah, in the world. Um, why not? But, but go and find someone who works for the dog lovers. Oh, sorry, the canine the aficionado beep, show. Beep lovers beep, show. Beep, yep. Um, and go and ask them when uh, when the Two Vets Talk Pets uh, uh, live episode is on. Nice. Um, and when they say no, they go, well, how can you not have Australia's 100th uh, b- best podcast on when it's called Two Vets Talk Pets? Particularly if you can find whoever it is that's running the show. If you So if you see someone with you know a little uh, a little sort of speaker in their yes. ear, that would be someone with some uh, some officiatum. And his name was Jay and then in Uston. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, the guy. Yeah, but yeah, you go and go and ask around and see if, see if you can find out where the Two Vets Talk Pets stand is or where the Two Vets Talk Pets live show is on stage. And when they say it's not, and you go, gee whiz, you guys are missed a trick. You'll have to get them next year. If you see anyone at the show that's wearing a Dog Lovers Show T-shirt, yes, staff, go and say when is the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast on? Yes, get it out there. Let them know that they've missed out. They've missed out on gold. Gold. That's right. Gold. They, we we were offering to go in there and do it for free, and they didn't want it at all. That's so. Right. So go on, yeah, go and hit them up. But we might be in there. We might go in one day, mightn't we? Oh, uh, maybe incognito. Yes, yeah, yeah. With our not. t-shirts on. Yeah, yeah, with a yeah, a, a Iron Man mask on. We're just try- we're just trying we're just trying to work out our work schedule. Though. So we may be at the show. Maybe one of us. Maybe two of us. Yes. If you see us, come and say good day. Come and say hi. Yeah, we'll, so have, we'll, we'll have, have a t-shirt recorder. on on the ball one. <laughs> so remember that. And Robbie's the one with number one on the back. <laughs> number one. He's number one. Thanks, mate. Yeah, Thank you. you. Yeah, are, yeah, mate. yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I'll try. I'll try and get a uh, get my hair done up like in that photo from uh, yeah. from, from last week. Yeah, yeah. so it's so all look all all her suit and shoe polish. And, yeah, that's right. And yeah, American yeah. flurkin. What American? Little Amer- American Amer- on your Amer- chest. American flurkin. Yeah, excellent. All Alrighty, right. guys. We'll scratch you later. Peace out, mate. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals lives be sure to thank them with a five star review on iTunes. Every time you do a small cute animal will receive a cuddle.